Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to discuss the horoscope for December, so looking at all of the major transits for December and what we can look out for on a personal level and also, of course, a global level. And before we get started, as usual, I have a few little announcements. First of all, please keep in mind, I am a Vedic sidereal astrologer. So I use the sidereal system of astrology, which is the astronomically precise placement of the planets. And if you would like to see your Vedic birth chart, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings and then chart to calculate your Vedic birth chart. The second thing I want to say is that I am so floored. Um, at the end of the year, Spotify has like a yearly wrap up where they show your top podcast, your top music, what you've been listening to, like what themes you've had. And I have just been so overwhelmed with gratitude with people sharing their lists. And I'm, you know, top four or even number one. I've been a few people's top podcast. And um, it was something like over 700 people listen to my podcast more than any other podcast. And so I saw that and I was just absolutely, you know, it's just, it's such a massive, it, it's just a massive compliment. And I don't get to see all of you, you know, through Patreon, I host monthly classes. So there are a few people that I have a pretty good relationship with. I see you all pretty often. Those of you who are listening, you, I know you very well. And you know me pretty well, too. Um, but then there are some of you where I never see you, you're just out there in the ethers and you listen to me talk about astrology. And I unfortunately don't have the opportunity and the pleasure of getting to meet you and talk with you and connect but I just want you all to know that it is so deeply meaningful to me and I just really do hope that the content continues to stay relevant and supportive for you on your journey and just know that I have so much appreciation and respect for each of you I know that I've said this before but I'll say it again this podcast could not exist without listeners I would not be inspired or motivated to create content if people weren't listening so y'all all are just as much just as much a part of this experience as I am and so just thank you for giving me people to create for and um, to stay inspired by so um, again thank you all so 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 much those of you that chose to share thank you all so much for choosing to listen and I hope that this podcast is helpful so let's go ahead and look at the month of December so there is a lot of activity this month and of course in Vedic astrology we're in Scorpio season right now quite an intense Scorpio season with all of these eclipses and we are going to be moving into Sagittarius season again this is Vedic this is the sidereal system and the theme for this month I was really just trying to think about it and I see it as intense as powerful um, there being an opportunity to really stand in fortitude. There's just so much around metamorphosis and discovery and strength. Um, so any type of like really deep healing, deep interpersonal work, maybe even deep work in the outer world, getting to the root of things, we're really going to be seeing a lot of it this month. And as I was mentioning, I mean, intense, powerful, 
when planets start moving through Sagittarius, they're going to be moving through the nakshatras of Purva Ashada and Uttara Ashada. And these are the lunar mansions that have so much to do with victory. And so they are known for being quite powerful. I've mentioned to you before that Purva Ashada particularly is associated with war. And so um, we'll kind of get into all of this, but it's a it's a pretty intense month. I mean, of 2021, I would say that December is going to be one of the most intense months that we see. And it is partially because of the seasons that I was talking about. And when planets move from Scorpio to Sagittarius, of course, they are Gandanta as planets kind of move through those final degrees of a water sign, early degrees of a fire sign. They are said to be Gandanta. And the biggest um, you know, by far the biggest attribute is that planets are going to be passing over the degree points of the eclipses that we've had in Scorpio. So we can certainly expect to see that intensity kind of twofold here. So let's go ahead and get into some specific dates for you all. And again, we'll talk about personal, outer world, positives, negatives, we'll talk about it all. So on December 4th, we are going to be having the solar eclipse in Jeshta. And I made a specific podcast on this already. So if you want a detailed look at what this eclipse has in store for your sign personally, you can go back one podcast. And so this is this podcast is going to post on the third. So it's one day before the eclipse. And so if you've been feeling intense, you know, a few days before, maybe five days before the eclipse, things may feel intense, scattered, a few days after the eclipse, we can always pretty much guarantee that energy building up, energy dissipating around the eclipse is pretty typical. On December 5th, the day after Mars is going to enter Scorpio. And so Mars is going to be in Scorpio from December 5th until January 16th. And the important thing to remember is that first of all, Mars is going to be moving over the degree points of the eclipses. And Mars is going to be joining K2. Mars and K2 are going to completely conjoin on December 16th. So I want you to be super mindful of this. If you have planets in Scorpio, particularly in the nakshatra of Anuradha, I want you all to be so careful, very, very mindful um, around that time frame, December 16th, a few days around it as well, because you are going to be more prone to accidents, injury, um, issues involving heat, but again, just kind of like unexpected injury because that's what Mars and K2 are all about. So again, from December 5th to January 16th, Mars is going to be in Scorpio. So for everybody, you know, I can't look at everyone's independent charts, right? But I think that it's safe to say for everyone, we want to be so careful <laughs> when it comes to Mars and K2 because Mars is the warrior. It is the fighter. It's aggression. It's anger. And it is going to be in accidents and injuries. It represents musculature. It represents blood. And it represents like heat. Um, K2 is also accidents. And K2 can separate things. And it can certainly bring about obscure events. So for everyone, please be extra careful. I don't recommend traveling. I don't recommend any extreme risk taking if you're like listening to this and you want to free solo a mountain or skydive or you know do something crazy like maybe I shouldn't say crazy do something really intense <laughs> I would wait until after um 
after this time period and of course if you like wherever Scorpio is in your chart whichever house it's in it's going to influence that house the most so if you're a Cancer ascendant or Cancer moon it's the fifth house of children of creativity of expression if you're a Taurus ascendant or Taurus moon it's the seventh house of relationships partnerships business partnerships okay so you want to see where Scorpio is to really know how it's going to affect you again you can use that chart calculator on my website um the other thing that I will say about this, let's go ahead and take a look at Mars a little bit more in depth. So from December 1st to December 10th, Mars is going to be in Vishaka Nakshatra. And so this, of course, I mean... On an individual level, it is a time to really stand in your power. This is such a hardcore placement. And you may even feel a little bit more adamant. You may feel a little bit more stubborn. You may feel like you like maybe even ideas or concepts that weren't that important to you before. They may feel more important to you now. And it may feel more important for you to act on them. Um and from sorry something else just popped in my mind about mars and k2 but I'll, I'll talk about it in a second from december 10th through december 28th mars is going to be in anurata and this is even though anurata i always associate anurata with like a, a sweeter nakshatra because it's associated to like rada with rada and krishna but you know, this is where K2 is sitting. And so this is going to be, in my opinion, one of the most intense parts, um, I would say December 10th until the end of the month, because once Mars goes through Giesha, it's going to be really hitting the um, eclipse degrees too. So really December 10th through the end of the month is going to be intense. And again, just in that time period, 10th to 28th, be really mindful of the accidents and injuries. But the other thing that I want to say is while Mars is close to K2, because Mars is anger and frustration, we can also feel almost disconnected from our anger and frustration. So it may almost have this effect where it's an internalized anger. Uh, we may be fighting for things that we don't even really understand inside of ourselves. Like I was mentioning earlier, there may be something that you hadn't really thought about or cared about much and now you feel like it's super important to talk about and speak about, but there may not be a lot of underlying understanding. So you may just be prone to getting into arguments or disputes over something just for the sake of getting into an argument. That's completely possible. And then there's also the possibility of internalizing the anger and internalizing rage and maybe even trying to distance yourself from it. Maybe you feel like anger and rage are bad things to feel. So you may feel um, like you're trying to stifle the anger or disconnect from the anger and that may erupt. You may feel the anger erupt suddenly. There may be like a sudden eruption. Um, so I think that all of this to say this month, it's so important to be mindful of how we are processing our anger, how we are processing our frustration. If we want to engage in an argument, I think it's so important to first really think about our stance. What is our stance? What do we believe in? Why do we believe in it? Why is it important to engage in conflict? Are we going to change this person's opinion? Do we th feel like you know, not all sides are being acknowledged, what is our motivating factor? And so just take a moment to contemplate those questions. 
you know, um, to ensure it's something that you want to invest your time and energy in. And also just to give you like a solid base, it helps us find clarity. You know, when we sit and clarify our stance and our argument, we can usually approach confrontation with a lot more control and a lot more grace and a lot more security. So not just raging into an argument like a bull in a china shop without any any reason to back up our stance you know so that is important and then also not engaging in conflict just for the sake of it I'm guilty of this I promise (laughs) so it's not I mean I know um, that it happens unfortunately so not picking fights not stirring the pot you know not trying to aggravate um just for the sake of of the argument and for the aggravation so we want to be mindful of that the final thing i'll say is try not to repress if there's something coming up that needs to be addressed if there's something that you genuinely feel is unfair or unjust or unmoral or it's something that's happening in your personal life with a loved one or friend or even an authority figure you know colleagues try not to stuff it down the hole because that may result in an unexpected eruption that's not going to be graceful. So like I mentioned earlier, notice that there is anger, notice that there's rage, think through it, and then maybe have a graceful approach to how you share your your feelings and your stance about things because this month again it's all about mars in my opinion the movement of mars is going to have such a profound impact on everybody so being wise (laughs) being mindful treading carefully practicing self-control and then of course those are the things that we can control within ourselves. when it comes to the outer world we want to take precautions not to take unnecessary risks not to go anywhere that's inherently dangerous Don't go to crowded places. There may be some type of attack. There may be some type of accident. So we want to do our best to kind of create a safe space around ourselves at this time. Of course, December 28th and onward to the rest of December, Mars is going to be moving into Jeshta, which, um, again, will kind of carry this intensity and it can have a controlling nature to it. It's a wonderful time to get things done and to be motivated. We may all get a boost of vitality and um, feeling assertive. We just want to know where to direct that energy and where it's going to be the most helpful. And again, we want to be super careful that we're not being overbearing or controlling. So watch out for that in your own actions and in the world around. So moving on to Venus, this is another huge transit again this month. It's just, you know, I'm like, excited just for life in general. And also I kind of want to be a little bit of a recluse this month. So anyway, December 8th, Venus is going to move into Capricorn. So Venus has been in Sagittarius for the last month. December 8th, Venus is going to move into Capricorn. And Venus will stay in Capricorn from December 8th until December 29th. But within that time period, Venus is also going to go retrograde. So Venus enters Capricorn on December 8th, it will go retrograde on the 19th. And then it will move back into Sagittarius on the 29th. 
So for this period, Venus will be in Capricorn in the nakshatra of Uttara Ashada. And so Venus is actually going to be in this nakshatra for the entire time period. So we're going to get a lot of this feeling. So Uttara Ashada is a really important nakshatra to understand. And this is such an interesting nakshatra. I mean, first of all, Uttara Ashada is the latter victory. So it's the victory that comes later. And it has a lot to do with being um, practical and being steadfast and working hard. It's overcoming obstacles. And it can be incredibly romantic, but there's also this like monastic energy that comes with Uttara Ashada, which I think is really important to note as well. I'm going to I'm going to back up just a few steps here. So Venus and Capricorn, Venus will be in Capricorn again from December 8th until December 29th. And in this time period, you want to see where Capricorn is in your chart because this will have an impact. Are you a Capricorn ascendant? That means Venus is going to be on your first house. If you are a Libra ascendant, then Capricorn is in the fourth house. So you want to see which house Venus is going to be retrograding in for this time period. But for everyone, when Venus retrogrades, and I swear, I mean, I've seen this over and over and over again. Venus has such a massive impact on us when it goes retrograde. Inevitably, every time Venus goes retrograde, I see really intense events occur in love because Venus represents love. It represents relationship. It represents intimacy. It represents the partner. When Venus goes retrograde, it gives us an opportunity to review, to reflect, to reestablish matters of relationship. That being said, when Venus goes retrograde, sometimes our exes come crawling in through the woodwork. <laughs> they start sliding into the DMs at two o'clock in the morning. Um, and it can also be, you know, because Venus retrograde, it brings back things from the past, lovers from the past. So it can be an ex. It can also be almost like a past life connection. So sometimes we can meet people that we feel like that we've known forever when we meet someone in Venus retrograde. What I always try to get people to understand is that we don't want to have breakups during Venus retrograde and we don't want to start relationships in Venus retrograde because sometimes not all the time but sometimes when Venus goes direct it can undo that thing so if we have a breakup we might get back together if we get together with someone we might end up breaking up so it's a time of introspection it's a time of reflection on what we want what we need what fills our heart with joy what brings us fulfillment it's not the time to make any big decisions. So let it be a percolation phase where we contemplate and we get a better understanding um, of what we need and want in relationship and intimacy. It could also be an artistic work as well. It could be with decorating, you know. Um, and then once Venus goes direct, we can take action. So again, all of the relationship stuff and 
Also, if you're not dating, and if that's not something that you want to do or is relevant in your life, it could also have to do with artistic ventures, things that you've been creating. It could also have to do with, again, like decorating and how you keep your space. It could have to do with fashion. There may be a big change. You may feel compelled to redecorate. You may feel compelled to change your hair or your beard or, you know, whatever it is that you're wearing. So that is also a possibility. Again, the dates for that are going to be December 19th through January 29th. And so we can talk more about how um, Venus is going to operate in Sagittarius next month because for the vast majority of this month in December, Venus is going to be in Capricorn. I mean, it's going to move... It will retrograde back into Sagittarius on the 29th of December, but for the vast majority of December, Venus is going to be in Capricorn. And this is all about being realistic and being practical and focusing on what's steadfast and what's going to have longevity. So it's really looking at relationships in this more serious way. And the other thing is with Uttara Ashada, it's very status seeking. So we may be if we're in a relationship, be really mindful of like, is the grass greener on the other side type of energy or having really unattainable expectation of our partner or partners. So we may just be our standards may feel a little bit high <laughs> in this time period, which is a good thing. We want to have high standards, but we don't want unattainable standards. And we don't want to have this grass is greener mentality all the time because it can get us in a lot of trouble. And a lot of the time, sometimes the grass is greener. You know, like there are a few circumstances where we're in a relationship that is unfulfilling. Um, it could be abusive. It could be toxic. The grass is definitely greener. We need to go in that direction. And then there are other times where maybe... Um, the relationship has just kind of like lost some of its luster or it's getting boring or you guys are falling into a rut and there are so many things that can be done to revive that where you don't necessarily need to change anything. So really what I'm trying to say is don't make any big decisions during Venus retrograde. You may feel compelled to make big decisions and I recommend going ahead and waiting. The other thing I'll say about Venus and Uttara Ashada is that it can be kind of cold. So your partner may feel a little bit more cold or distant. You may feel a little bit more cold or distant. But on the bright side, and what I love about this, is that it's like maybe it's a time of recommitting, you know, because Venus is retrograding. It's about renewal. It's turning inwards. It's reflecting. And Capricorn is so committed and it's so steadfast. So if this is something that you are wanting in love, if this is something that you are needing, it's a wonderful opportunity. But again, if you're kind of on the outs and if you're really, if you've been thinking about having a breakup, this nakshatra can do that too because it can be cold and it can not that leaving a relationship is cold but it can do hard things um, it can do hard things for the sake of being practical and for the sake of seeing things as they are in reality so it can be a reality check in love and relationships as well which can be very profound and be very powerful because you know, I mean, I forget where I heard this but they were it was saying someone was saying this that relationships are really um, a lot of the time when we're having a relationship, we're really in love with our fantasy of another person. 
it's not really the other person as they are in the flesh, but how we see them and what we project onto them and what we expect of them. And so this can be an opportunity to really practically, realistically see the people standing in front of us, which is an amazing opportunity. It's not always the easiest opportunity, but it's very humbling. And I mean, for me, I think it's I think it's one of the most beautiful opportunities. So take that for what it's worth. I want to hear all about your Venus retrograde stories. These are some of my favorites. So if anything happens for any of you, <laughs> message me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. If I get enough of them, I'll definitely read them out loud on the podcast sometime. So again, practical, grounded, earthy, time of renewal, time of reflection, don't make any big decisions. So on December 10th, Mercury is going to be Gandanta. Mercury is moving from Scorpio into Sagittarius. So we want to be extra mindful of our communication on this day. We may be prone to arguments. We may be prone to disputes. There may be technology errors. There may be issues with online communication. So be really mindful with texts and email. I would pick up the phone and have a a call instead because there may be misinterpretation. Um, Our nervous system may feel a little bit jittery. This is kind of right after the eclipse as well. So we may just feel a little on edge, really take the time to decompress, do alternate nostril breathing, do some type of breath practice to help soothe your nervous system, have a relaxing tea, maybe avoid caffeine, just a good time to take care of the nervous system. Mercury is going to be in Sagittarius from December 10th until the 29th. And in that time period, I definitely see it being a time of speaking out you know like I was saying I think that this month is going to be quite intense and I do think that this will bring about a lot of communication that involves freedom that involves liberty and remember that Sagittarius can be quite radical so there may be a lot of like polarization in the speech even more so than it's already been and there may be a lot of like radical messages that are coming out people may be sharing radical messages online and there may be more of it that we see in the news and then also on social media. So from December 1st until December 10th, Mercury is going to be in Jeshta. And so this, again, this is a time to be really mindful of our communication and taking responsibility for what we say, taking responsibility for how we speak, and also a time to be mindful of being manipulative (laughs) with our communication. We can do it so subtly. You know, I think that sometimes we think of manipulation as being like totally overt manipulation, but we can be subtly manipulative with how we communicate. And it can be as simple as, you know, asking questions where we're trying to fish for a certain answer or we're trying to get people to act or respond in a certain way. I mean, there are so many ways to be manipulative with communication that we're not even necessarily aware of. It can just be stemmed from like a wounded space. So that's like a 30 minute conversation. So I'm going to keep going. Um, December 10th until December 19th, Mercury is going to be in Sagittarius in the nakshatra of Mula. This period This is a really um, interesting period because we have to remember that Mula is ruled by K2. K2, of course, right now is with Mars. We want to be mindful, combustible speech, saying things that we don't mean to say, saying things on accident, saying things that cause conflict, that cause fights. But on a better, you know, the, the more positive attributes of 
Mercury and Mula is the research aspect and the knowledge aspect. So this is a wonderful time to get to the root of things, rather it be in your own personal research, if you're studying in college, and when it comes to our interpersonal affairs, rather it be colleagues, friends, authority, family, intimate partner, asking penetrating questions. This is the time to have deep conversations and just notice what happens people may come up to you spurring these types of conversations people are going to want to go deep from december 18th until december 26th mercury is going to be in porva ashada ruled by venus right porva ashada is ruled by venus venus is going to be retrograding so there is going to be this continued energy of radical speech um radical publication of messages and because venus is in retrograde there can be some distortion some level of conflict and you know we have to remember that venus retrograding is also diplomacy right or excuse me venus is diplomacy itself it creates harmony and it creates diplomacy and so when venus is retrograding it can bring about those challenges, it can bring issues with diplomacy, it can bring issues with harmony. And so with Mercury being in this nakshatra, there can certainly be this radicalized speech that um, brings disease to harmony, it brings a lack of harmony. So please do keep an eye out on that in your personal life and in the world at large. In your personal life, like I was saying with Venus retrograde, like, or excuse me, with Mars, it's like we don't want to start unnecessary conflict. Right. And so this energy is kind of similar with um, Mercury and Porva Ashada. It's like not engaging in argument just for the sake of winning. It's like really trying to prove a point and having a really solid foundation as to why you believe what you believe um, and, and getting to the root of your own belief system. I think that that's also really important to focus on this month, like focusing on what is it that you truly believe in? Why do you believe in it? Is it because you were raised that way? Is it because your partner feels that way? Is it because other people feel that way? Um, is it because it's something that you feel deep in the core of your body? Is it because you read an article? You know, just kind of information gathering. Because that's Mercury. Mercury is the gathering of information. Sagittarius is our belief system. And it's the radicalized, like really deeply held belief system. So gathering that data, what is it that you believe in? Why? As Mercury is moving through Porva Ashada, standing firm in that and trying not to engage in the unnecessary conflict that's not necessarily based in, you know, um, a firm foundation in yourself. From December 26th through December 31st, Mercury is going to be in Uttara Ashada towards the very end of the month. Again, this is Ladder of Victory. This is going to continue. I mean, it's a very similar energy to what we've been discussing. And the end of December we're going to be moving into um, a pretty intense transit overall. So I'm going to go ahead and say just kind of continuing what I was talking about with uh, Mercury and Sagittarius as a whole. Um, and to add to that, you may sense that people are speaking from a place that is a little bit more matter of fact. And people may have um, maybe even a cold nature. People may be less open to having dialogue. They may be less open to sharing ideas. They may be a little bit more cold and turned off to that. And they may be more focused on um, associating with people who already have their own belief system, which isn't necessarily good, but I, I could definitely see that happening this month. 
So the sun is going to move into Sagittarius on December 15th. So if you are a sun in Sagittarius and Vedic astrology, happy birthday month. I hope that you have a wonderful month filled with joy. I know that it's a month of intensity, but this is a time it's like running in sand for the soul. So hopefully you get a lot of really deep, wonderful metamorphosis and growth done at the beginning of the year so that you can really stand in alignment in your own power for the rest of the year to come for you. So sun is going to be in Sagittarius from December 15th until January 14th. And, you know, I love I love sun in Sagittarius in general, it is going to amplify what we've been discussing in terms of what Sagittarius represents. It's the deep held belief system It's the radicalization, it's going to continue the sun is leadership. The sun is our authority figures. So we may see more radical steps being taken by authority figures, by um, government officials, by even employers, people within our, you know, working environment. So I want to have that on everyone's radar. The sun is going to be in Jayeshta in Scorpio still from December 1st until December 15th. Deep transformation on a soul level. You and I have already been discussing this a lot. Um... And, you know, secrets, there can be a lot of secretive stuff going on too, maybe coming to the light in your personal life or in the world at large. From December 15th until December 29th, the sun is going to be in Mula Nakshatra. And this is really significant because first of all, Mula is ruled by Ketu and Ketu is sitting with Mars and all of that. It's very karmic. And Mula is like the galactic center and this is where there's like this deep contemplation of truth asking questions trying to get to the root of things and then also asking asking the questions of like what's working what's not working what's real and what's not real you know and and we may feel a little nihilistic almost so that's a complete possibility I do think that we are going to see more protests in this time I think that we're going to see a lot more uh, pushback towards government officials authority figures and another thing about Mula is that it's so connected to mother nature and the essential elements of things so you may feel you may be feeling drawn to simplicity to simple living, to getting back to nature, to being outside, to downsizing. So this is a great time to get back to the basics, you know, and this could be the basics involving your closet or your bills. You know, if you have subscriptions you're not using anymore, it can also be like your food getting more basic with what you're consuming. So it's just a time of getting back to the basics of coming together with mother nature and simplifying um, but again you may be having these like deep thoughts of like what's truth what's real <laughs> you know what's working what's not working and what you you know what you and what people what you may see in the world around you is that people are not going to want to buy in to what they don't think is working anymore and having this happen simultaneously to the Saturn and Pluto and Capricorn there's going to be a little bit of a breakdown so because we are seeing this um, 
because we're seeing all of this happen simultaneously, the way that I see it going is that there are going to be more strict or rigid rules being put into place by government officials. I think that we all know, you know, what I'm alluding to. And then I think that there's going to be a lot of uh, pushback and upset with people too. So I definitely see a big clash happening this month. I think that the division is going to become a little bit more apparent. And, you know, though we see this happening in the outer world, and we see it happening cosmically, it doesn't necessarily mean that we need to operate in this fashion, because we don't always know the reason as to why someone believes what they do, or why someone wants to do what they're doing, or um, act in a way that they're acting. And it's a spiritual practice to be able to hold our position and to see our opinions and to firmly hold our beliefs while remaining open to the beliefs of other people and remaining open to the life experiences of other people. And so even though we've got Mars and K2, even though we have this intensity of nakshatras, even though we have Venus retrograding, Again, like I said earlier, it's like running in sand. Like this is running in sand for the spiritual practice. And if we're not connecting and if we're not working to understand and create compassion and empathy, we're steering away from spiritual teaching because the essence, the core essence of spirituality is that we are all connected and that we are all one. And regardless of what religion you follow, most religions preach love and compassion and doing unto others how we would want to be treated. And so I think that it's just a really important month to keep those teachings at the forefront of our mind, no matter how challenging it gets. So please, let's all keep that in mind as best as we can. Because everyone who's listening to this podcast, we all have different opinions. We all have different viewpoints, and yet we're all interested in the same things. We have something that really binds us together, this higher quest for knowledge. And just like we all have something in common, when we all go to the supermarket, we all have something in common. When we all go to the gym, we all have something in common. It's like there's there's some line of commonality with everyone. And even if it's not super evident, we are all human. We are all moving through our own challenges. We all have our own karmic blueprint that we are living out in this lifetime for our soul's evolution. And so we really need to stay humble in that. So anyway, I hope that that was helpful. And I hope that we can all really work to um, stay steady in this intensity. So that is going to be some of the main transits. Some other things I want to talk about is that we are moving into a Kala Sarpa yoga this month. Kal is time, Sarpa is serpent. It's a time serpent yoga. It's when all of the planets are hemmed between Rahu and Ketu. I think of it kind of as like a karmic vortex. A lot changes. It happens very quickly. We start moving into a different direction. So we will be in this really intense time period from December 16th until April 24th. It's going to impact us all differently. And, um, we are definitely going to see big changes happen in the world around us. December 16th and December 17th are particularly spicy days. I recommend marking on your calendar just uh, to be mindful, to take extra precaution, but to use your assertion. It's definitely a day to be, you know, assertive and to stand in your own 
personal power. For this month in general, I do want to say that Pluto is Gandanta. Pluto is power. It's like big control. It's like big explosion. Okay, so we have this energy going in our personal life and in the world at large. Um, Venus is going to conjoin Pluto and Saturn, which is going to amplify that energy that I was talking about earlier, just in terms of potentially having like power struggles in relationship, grass is greener, seeking status, while really contemplating the long term effect of relationship and what we want in the long term, what we really want to commit to. So those are some other just important little notes that I made on my notepad that I wanted to talk to you all about. I'm just browsing really briefly. I guess the final thing that I will say is that Jupiter is an Aquarius, right? And with Jupiter in Aquarius, it's it's moving towards Neptune. And Neptune is illusion and it's deception. Jupiter is the truth, it's the opposite, right? And so we have these two energies merging together. And so we are going to continue to see so much information come out that we weren't necessarily expecting. And this, I definitely believe, is going to involve the media. It will definitely involve our personal paradigm on a personal level. And Aquarius is the people. It's the collective energy, so it's like there's there's truth coming to the collective. There's truth coming to all of us. Secrets are going to be revealed. And this is happening at the same time that we have this Pluto-Saturn conjunction in Capricorn. And Capricorn is all about the structures of things. So the economic structure, the government structure. Of course, for the United States, this is even more significant because we are having our first Pluto return in the second house, which is all about finances. So I'm still predicting a change in currency, a change in the economy, change in government structures. But I'm wondering if, you know, there's going to be something to do with this information that's going to be coming out. It may be a very necessary uh, change and transition. Of course, this doesn't happen overnight. Pluto is going to be in Capricorn for several years. So this is like, you know, several, several years that we're looking at in terms of change. We'll continue to stay updated about it. Um, so anyway, I hope that this podcast was helpful. I hope that you have some important dates marked on your calendar. If you'd like to schedule a reading with me and see how these transits are going to impact you personally, you can go to my website and schedule yourself at innerknowing.yoga. You can follow me on Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast. And if you are interested in weekly horoscopes for your sign specifically, you can go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast, where I do weekly horoscopes. I cover the transit of the moon and all major transits. So again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much. Thank you.